What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bros Talking, the weekly show where two brothers we get together and we talk about whatever the heck we want to talk about. My name is Ethan. That right there, that 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 there, that's that's Nicholas. Here I am. There you are. And uh, the, this is uh, this is uh, this is the show. This is yeah. the show that we do. Bros talking. Um, yep. This is it. This is this is this is how we do it. It might know? have been your best intro yet. Man. Oh man, it's bad. I got distracted. <laughs> it happens. All right, so uh, how's your life? I'll uh, ask you first. You usually ask me first. It's good. Um, you know, just staying healthy, staying where I need to be. I was going to say, it's good weather today. Did you at least visit the outside world for a second? I drove for a second and it went to uh, my place of work and it basically packed up and said goodbye for the for the near future. That's so sad. I know. Um, but I was thinking about it as I was like, cleaning and stuff and we're getting ready to, to leave and we're all saying like oh this is like end of an era because like most of the people or some of the people who work with me aren't probably going to be back so mm-hmm. um as we were always like hang out and stuff we uh i was sitting there i was like man this is the first summer since i think 2012 that i haven't had a job like that i haven't been employed like i'm not saying like this is the first time i've been like i haven't had a job since 2012 because it's been like periods like a couple months where i just didn't have a job real quick but like when first time i was able to get a job i worked at the water park and then the resort and then every summer after that i was working at the water park or the resort or where i work now right or summer uh, 20 summer 2012 was uh your last summer like you didn't work at the resort at 2012 no i'm saying like that's the summer 20 Maybe I'm I mean, I'm not going back far enough. Maybe like the first first summer I started working at the resort is the last summer, like the first summer that I like the the summer before that is the first summer that I had the last summer I had. Oh, Jesus Christ. So 2011, I think, was the last summer I had to myself without a job. Okay. So this, is the first, this is the first summer since 2011 that I haven't worked. Wow. And I have all, and I have all to myself. Wow. Yeah, this. uh I was uh, furloughed April 1st, and we were recording on what day is today? The 20-something? 29th. 29th. So that's the longest I've gone without going to work, 29 days. Yep. And that's probably since I turned 18, maybe? Yeah. So, well, 2017. Yeah. So, yeah. That sucks. It's annoying. But, and it's like, I would take this time to like do stuff, like go on a road trip, but I can't really... Right. I, I was I was saying that I was saying that to one of my friends the other day. Like, this is awesome. Like, like because I work so much normally, but like the fact that now I have all this free time, I can't do anything with it. Yeah. Like, it's, it sucks. Like, like I was thinking, I want to go outside. I'll go outside. I want to go to all the bars. I want to go outside, like day drinking and like hang out at the beach with my friends uh, and shit. Can't I hate day drinking. Day drinking does. I do a number it. on me. But no, I was thinking like because my coworkers, one of them's going home. To visit his fiance, his parent or parents in Texas, and then he's going to visit his parents in Washington State. So they're just taking like a four week road trip, just driving to those states. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, see, I sounds, wish I... that sounds cool. And like, I was thinking like this would be the perfect time to go to like Galaxy's Edge, and hang right? Out, <laughs> hang, hang out, hang out at Disney for a yeah. week, but can't. Do uh, that. yeah, no. Um, one of my friends is going back uh, to her family up in Wisconsin from Texas, so. I mean, it's a, it's a good time to kind of like lay down and like lay low and spend time with the family. But I mean, we do that once a week, so yeah, we're not that far apart. So like, I could technically drive down to you, 
Yeah. Which I was thinking about doing maybe next week or something to come hang out for a little bit. But mm-hmm. as long as the weather's nice, we got plenty of walking. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of walking. But uh, other than that, man, I'm just chilling, dude. Just hanging out. I'm excited for, for May 4th. May 4th. I'm I'm so excited. And like, um, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I was like, uh, I think I might just said it just talking to you while we were playing video games. I was like, I hope the stay at home order doesn't end before May 14th, because that's when Avatar The Last Airbender comes out on yeah. Netflix. And then I got furloughed, so I don't have to go back to work. Yep. So I I got my wish, but yep. I think really. I think you're I think you're in the clear on that one. Yep. Yeah. That, that I'm definitely looking forward to Last Airbender. Um, I think out of all the things that are coming out for Star Wars, I'm really looking forward to the Mandalorian documentary. Mandalorian Granted, documentary. It's only one season, so it's not like it's the, the whole series or anything like that. But I'm just looking forward to how like the stories came about, and hopefully they get into a little of that. I'm. I'm praying that they release them all one time. I hope it's not a. I hope it's not a. I feel like they will. Episodic documentary. I mean, hopefully, but it's Disney, so they might milk it. You know what I mean? Maybe, but I, I just don't see how they'll be able to have that much content in a episode. I what is it? Eight episodes? Eight episodes. It's. I think it's like a. I don't know if it'd be like a documentary for each episode or if it's just like broken up into eight parts. You know what but, I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I just feel like they don't have enough content to release it like on, on a weekly basis. People are just going to skip bored with it. Yeah. But, but and, the, and then the end of Clone Wars is going to be fun, too. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Excited for the episode coming up this upcoming Friday. Siege of Mandalore. Uh, in the episode description on YouTube, it says something about Order 66. So that'll be exciting. Because nice. <laughs> that'll also be really sad. Yeah, I think there's going to be some sort of correlation between what uh, Moff Gideon said um, right before uh, the last episode of Mandalorian, where he was talking about um, the Night of a Thousand Tears, mm. where that, mm. that gun that gun that, that he whipped out, and he was just like, mm. yeah, you know what this is. He's Siege of Mandalore and the Night of a Thousand Tears. I think some, some, some sort of connection is going to be made there. Interesting. Interesting. Well, just a little bit of housekeeping for everybody. You can catch the show usually every single Thursday. Uh, if you want to send us topics to talk about, hit us up on Twitter at bros underscore talking. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at bros talking with no underscore or shoot us an email at bros talking bod at gmail.com. Uh, realized that last week I said I was going to make a conscious effort not to talk as fast. And then that whole time I was just talking very, very fast. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't think it's that big of an issue, but I, I mean, I don't think it is either. But some people might. So if you do. (laughs) If you think Ethan talks like shit, let us know. (laughs) Let us know in the comments below. Actually, there is one little bit of housekeeping that I'd like to talk about. Um, If you could obviously subscribe to our pod on whatever platform you listen to. But if you could also rate it. I know on Apple, Apple Music, you could rate podcasts. The higher you rate it, the more people will see it when they search for things. So if the like, same thing with like YouTube, we're, we're not on YouTube, but if you like rate not yet, not yet, but if you like rate something, it shows up with more prominence when people search for things. So if people search in bros talking, they might not find it right away until like they go down a little bit and actually have to search for it. But if you rate subscribe, all that fun stuff, um, it should be able to, that'll, that'll do us a, that'll go a long way for us. If you could do that. Hell Yeah. Like, share, and subscribe. Like, Click share, that and like button do down below. Nah, but dude, I have, I have plans now that I don't have a job. 
I have plans to like when all this shit is like lifted a little bit and we actually can hang out. Um, I have plans for for a uh, for some video content that we can Ooh, do. I'm excited. Uh, gotta learn how to edit videos. Tiff's gotta record some videos. And I'm gonna try to edit them, make make myself knowledgeable in in Final Cut Pro, and then translate that over to it to some to some YouTube content. Oh yeah, we'll have to get Mikey on that and help with uh, some artwork. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he already sent us something though that mm-hmm. that little graphic that we could use in the beginning. Yeah. We got to get him on the show too. Yeah. Yep, we do. Before we make any videos, got to make sure I heal up first. Yeah, dude. Uh, how was your day? <laughs> I uh, I took a what we like to call in the skateboarding business. I took a tumble. No, I was doing my normal route where I uh, I go longboarding around my area and see the sights and see the beaches and everything like that. So I was coming down a hill. I usually top at it around. 15-ish miles an hour going down a hill. Um, so I was going down a hill and it started evening out. So it wasn't like a steep steep hill when I was uh, when I had my accident. I was going down around a curve and I saw a, a cone. Like a, you know, a street cone. I was like, oh. So I started uh, heel turning away from it towards my left. Going more on toward the middle of the road because I was going to go around it. And then as I get closer, I notice that there's a fire hose going across the street. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, a longboard does not roll over a fire hose at all. So I saw it, and right before I hit it, I decided to jump off and try to run. And I was out of, like, just to, you know, just jump off to avoid any face-first falls. And when I jumped off, I was going too fast to catch myself. So literally, I was like a cartoon. I was running trying to catch myself flailing my arms and i'm like this isn't gonna work so what i did was i kind of did a tuck and roll and slammed my shoulder on the ground and rolled around a little bit and destroyed my hand destroyed my shoulder and destroyed my side so now i have a. I look like i fell off a motorcycle it's not as cool as falling off a motorcycle but it looks just as cool you can tell people you fell off a motorcycle well nah i don't know i don't think that's uh that's good because then my insurance would go up (laughs) (laughs) but uh no, I have a nasty cut on my palm. Um, I can't lift my shoulder at all. And I have nice road rash on my side going down to my uh, left or my uh, right butt cheek. Hell yeah, dude. So that's Hell fun. yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to spend the day outside. Sounds lying like on it. The middle, lying in the middle of the street while uh, construction workers are asking you if you're okay. That <laughs> sucks, dude. <laughs> it, was, it was so like I was more embarrassed than anything at the time because I'm like fuck and like literally I I said fuck so loud a couple times and I think that's why they're like are you okay? And I got up and I was like yeah I just didn't see that thing there and I just skated away <laughs> and my hand bleeding it was like the amount of blood from my hand was a little unnerving because I thought I was in shock and I thought I would have like come down from shock and realized that my hand was shattered or something like that but um, luckily it was not it's just very bruised. And uh, very sore. I'm, I'm really stiff, and this happened about three hours ago. So, Damn, dude. very stiff. But, but yeah. So, a nice little injury. I haven't been injured in a long time. So, why not now? Right? Why not now? Glad I could avoid the hospital, though. Yeah, dude. No, <clears throat> especially where you are. Yeah, they probably wouldn't even let you go in because it's probably a, a hot spot for, yeah. for the COVID. What's the worst injury you've had? Oh man, I had so many injuries <clears throat> growing up, but like none of them were really major. Um, Mom always tells the story that 
there was one time I went to the emergency room and they knew me by name. They're like, yep. hey. And I was like, hey. Um, that was baseball related, right? No, that was uh, gym related. No, yeah. I get, got, got injured in middle school gym <laughs> and I got sent to the emergency room for some reason. <clears throat> um, oh, I got sent to get an x ray on my foot. Uh, but the worst injury I've ever had, um, let's see, I <clears throat> dislocated my finger, which is still really fat. I uh, popped my elbow pitching. I um, separated the growth plates in my knee at one point. So, like, my knee was fucked up. And I think it still is to this day kind of fucked up because I can't sit cross-legged right now for some reason. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I did to it, but like every time I sit cross-legged, I can sit cross-legged. I just can't get up from sitting cross-legged. It hurts so it's bad. A, it's a, like, roll around, roll yeah, over. It hurts really bad. Um but I would say probably the worst one is hanging out with Dustin and Cody when we were younger. Uh, we were playing football. We had a baseball game the night that night, so we were hanging out during the day, and then we were all got right over to the game together. Uh, we were playing football outside. It was the middle of summer, and it was super hot out, and they had an above-ground pool. So I, as we were walking back inside, I dunked my head in their pool, and I had, like, super long Justin Bieber hair at the time, so I didn't want it to, like, drip all over my uh, shirt and get my shirt wet because – because for reasons that I don't know. So I decided to turn and start running with my head down. And like, so my hair wouldn't get wet on my shirt and ran smack dab into a tree and split my head open. Uh, the tree like has like an elbow. Like it literally looks like an elbow. Like it's a branch that, or like not even a branch. Like it's part of the tree trunk that is like, I ran right into like where the elbow is. And I don't remember a lot from that day. So I remember running into the tree and then I remember leaning over the pool and my head just like gushing blood into their pool as their nice. mom took, as their mom took a look at it because she was like in the pool at the time. And then I remember sitting in their kitchen as they were asking me questions and like looking for like a signs of concussions and stuff. And then I remember getting Wendy's afterwards. So you I, didn't go to the hospital? No, we went. I went to the hospital. I got oh. my head, I got my head glued together. Hell yeah. And they told me I couldn't wash my hair because it would wash the glue out. So I had to like. Not wash my super long greasy hair for <laughs> like a week. Yeah, oh, gross. And I, was, I remember uh, that happening. I remember. Um, yep, I remember. I remember being in the hospital. I remember them like pushing my head together, and then I remember being at Wendy's, and I don't remember a lot from that day. They told me they didn't even like do a CAT scan. Like they they're like, yeah, you got a concussion. I don't even know if they checked for a concussion. They just like, uh, yep, go home. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't remember a lot from that day. But did you get bit by a dog too? Yeah, I got bit by a dog. Uh, that was my fault. It was not the dog's fault. It was uh, we were at I were at my friend's house and I was in like fourth grade, and they had just fed their chocolate lab, and I was like petting him, and like I think I reached down too low because he thought I was taking his food, and uh, like he just like he like looked up to like to bark at me, and when he like turned his head super fast, his, his tooth caught my arm. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you didn't get bit. No, but I kind of got nicked. bit. <clears throat> nicked. Yeah, but it's still there. Scars still there. I don't know if you can see it. Right nope. there. Oh yeah, there it is. I see it. Tiny. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and then I might have, have a scar from this. I'm mean, sure you will. I also got in a super bad car accident that I have scars on my hands from. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What song <laughs> were you listening to? Oh yeah, Jeremy. Have, <laughs> have it all, but Jeremy K. Yep. What a yep. jam. Gets you going. Uh, let's see. I've shattered both my radius and ulna in my forearm. Yep. That's probably the worst one. I've gotten stitches multiple times on my left hand from cooking. 
I think I had four on my thumb, six on my index finger, and then years back, I think I had six on my other thumb. So many stitches, many a broken bone, but none today. Hey, all right. <laughs> the stitches it. didn't catch up to me today. I mean, I probably sh- should have. No, no, it's not that bad. It's just a scrape. I don't need stitches. It's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> Mom, don't listen. Yeah. Mom, Mom you don't need to go to the hospital, okay? If you're listening, it was just a scratch. Uh, Nick, you know who also gets injuries? Who's that? Baseball players. <laughs> wow, what a segue. So, I felt that we, uh, I mean, we love baseball. I miss it every single day, obviously. What, what are you laughing? I'm laughing at my stupid segue. <laughs> yeah, it was very stupid. Um, but yeah, I miss baseball every day. I know you do too, considering that you work baseball and mm. you haven't been working. So, mm-hmm. um, and on last week's podcast, we talked about how baseball, how some people think that baseball is boring and that the the players are the what is it, the weakest players or something? Uh the the players are all crybabies. Yeah, shout out to Laura. Shout out, Laura. So hopefully Laura enjoys this podcast. We're going to talk about... So we decided that MLB was doing a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month or so ago, where they were asking players to uh, make their all-time lineups. So I decided, why don't we do ours? Because what else are we going to do right now? I feel like ours are going to be... Ours are probably going to be similar, but they're also going to be different than like a lot of people's because a lot of my players are from when I was growing up. I have one player on my lineup that I did not see play. Uh, I think I also only have one player in my lineup that I did not see play. wonder if it's the same player. I highly doubt it. Hmm. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I have, I, I have the field, but I'm going to do the lineup. So I'm going to go down the lineup and say what position they're playing. Yep, we'll, uh, we'll go one by one. you want to go one by one? So you start off with your, your, your leadoff hitter. I start off with my leadoff hitter, or do you want to do your whole lineup and then I'll do my whole lineup? Uh, we can go back and forth just because uh, I feel like talking for 20 minutes straight, you get bored of my voice. So mm-hmm. um, I'll go first and I'll lead off, and then I have some stats for that player, and I have baseball oh, I don't, reference open up. I don't have stats have at all, open. man. All right, I'll open up. Stats. Well, yeah, I'll have, I have baseball reference open up, so when you tell me, I'll let you know. But so, All right, so I made this lineup <clears throat> like – uh, about a month ago, maybe when we decided we were going to do this, mm-hmm. and then we just never did it again. Um, but I have a question. Okay. So the outfield. Does that yes. outfielder need to be known for that specific position? No, okay. I rotated. I rotated some outfielders around. Okay. You, you'll you'll see you'll see when I say it. But okay. I like my right fielder mostly played center field. Same with me. Okay. Cool. I want to play the same right fielder. Okay. I mm, I don't think so. I really don't think you have this player, but that's that's just me. All right. So my leadoff hitter, playing shortstop, Derek Jeter. Okay. All right. He um, career average 310, 260 home runs, which bleh, uh, 1300 um, and 11 RBIs, so 1311 RBIs, and a career WAR of 71.3. Hell yeah. So and on obviously couple gold gloves here and there and and he was just iconic and i can't i can't talk enough about Derek jeter if i were to start talking about Derek jeter i might cry a little bit just because of how much i love him he is probably my favorite baseball player of all time 
So that's why I have him leading off because he could either be one, two, or nine. I think he would have fit in pretty well in any one of those spots, but I put him on leadoff just because. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Um, leading off for me, playing second base from the Houston Astros, Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio. Okay. I just looked, looked him up. Career war of 65.5. Uh, career hits, 30,060 30, hits. Uh, 291 home runs, which he wasn't a power hitter. He's definitely more of just a contact hitter. A uh, batting average of 281. Um, played until he was 41 years old and That's still, played, still played 141 games at second base while he was 41 years old. That's um pretty you awesome. That. No, you don't see that that much. So that um, he's my leadoff hitter, and uh, yeah, playing second base. I love Craig Biggio. I got to see his. I got to see his son play. I got to <laughs> see Craig Biggio. Uh, like two years ago, so it wasn't that cool. But I got to see him as an old man hanging out, watching watching Cavan play for the Fisher Gaps. So that was pretty sick. Nice. I um, you'll see when I get to second base. But I had a uh, I flipped the coin in my mind, and Craig Biggio was tails, and I landed on heads. Ah. So I did not pick. I did not pick Craig Biggio, but he was he was a finalist for me. All right, my left fielder is one of only two active players that I have on my team. My left fielder is Anaheim Angels' own Mike Trout. Oh, yeah. Already a career average of 305, 285 home runs, and 752 RBIs. Um, obviously, he hasn't finished below fourth in the MVP race since his second year, I think, in the league. Um, his career war, 72.8, already more than Jeter. And he's turning 30 soon, I think. I think he's only... Is he 29 now, or is he turning 29? I think so. I think he's 29 now. Baseball Reference does not have his age, which is annoying. But yeah, he's been in the league since 2011, so he's been in the league nine years. So he's probably 30 now. Are you Googling? Yeah, I'm Googling it. You Googling it. Mike Trout is... and In 2019, he was 27. So he'll be 28. He's 28 this year. Yeah, he's he will be. He looking back in 20 years, we'll we'll consider Mike Trout one of the best baseball players of all time. I think he will be considered like top five of all time. Yeah. Yep. So he's my left fielder batting second, which shows you how stacked my lineup's going to be. Yeah my 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 man batting my man batting second, uh, playing shortstop, number two, Derek Jeter, number two. I already can't, said his stats. Can't so say anything else about, about him besides that the fact that he is Mr. November. He is he is iconic from the for the Yankees from the late nineties to to 2010, 2009 when he whenever he stopped playing, what was it, 2014? So like from from there, from nineteen ninety-five to two thousand and fourteen, he was the Yankees. So that's, I mean fourteen time all star. He was rookie of the year, just inducted into the Hall of Fame, which the ceremony got pushed to next year, so I might still go. Um, five-time World Series champion, five-time Gold Glove, five-time Silver Slugger, World Series MVP, and All-Star MVP. I mean, nothing to hate. Nothing to hate on there. All right, batting third, playing center field. My my probably my second favorite player if of all time. If it's a one A for Jeter, this man is one B. Ken Griffey Jr. Career average of 284, 630 home runs, 1,836 RBIs, and a war of 83.8, which is insane. 
if he hadn't been injured, he'd be in the 700 home run club he'd be, for sure. He'd be the home run king if he yeah, didn't get for sure. Uh, just watching highlights of his younger days where he was running around robbing home runs, his swing, probably one of the most beautiful swings of all time. I Every time I watch it, I just get in awe about how amazing his swing is. I wouldn't even center say field's my favorite of... position, though. It is the, the swing. He should be he should be the MLB logo. That swing. Mm-hmm. Um the change the MLB logo to the Griffey swing. To the, to the um, Swingman logo. Swingman logo would be a sick MLB logo. But uh Ken Griffey Jr. wearing the hat backwards, hitting dingers and home run derbies. He he yeah. he changed the game, I think. He made it cool. Ken Griffey's he, probably one of the coolest players to ever play. Big time. So he's my number three hitter playing center field defensively. Obviously, when his defense went down when he was in Cincinnati and got older, I think he started playing left field a little bit more. Um, but one of the best players of all time. So he's my number three hitter. Oh, yeah. My, I'm batting third for me playing center field from the Anaheim Angels, Mike Trout. So There you go. I mean, nothing again. Again, same thing for you, Camp. Nothing more can really be touched on on Mike Trout. The fact that he is going to be one of the top five baseball players of all time. And he, he if he retires already, if he retired already 20, today, only 20 he'd be in the conversation for top 10 baseball players of all time. He just needs to win a World Series. He needs to win a World Series, and he needs to, I think, just last 10 more years. Yeah, I think. Boom. Done. First ballot Hall of Famer already, I think. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Batting fourth, my designated hitter from San Francisco Giants fame, Barry Bonds. You're having your DH be from the NL? Yes, I'm having a DH that's actually a DH. Okay. If if Barry Bonds were, were traded to an American League team towards the end of his career, he would have played DH. All right, before we before we move on, batting fourth, playing left field from the San Francisco Giants, Barry Bonds. <laughs> okay, so Barry okay. Bonds, both both are cleanup hitters. For me, he's playing my DH. Um, we have the same exact outfield. Who did you not think that I wasn't going to have? I'm not done with my outfield. Barry Bonds is my DH. Oh, Barry Bonds is your DH, which, mean, oh, yep. which means that we have a different outfield. Okay. Yep. All right, so... Uh, career average 298, 762 home runs, 1,996 RBIs, a career war of 162.8. And one thing I wrote down that I don't have for everybody else career walks. He leads the major leagues of all time 2,558 walks. Jesus. He has more walks than swings and misses. Mm. Insane. But yeah, Barry Bonds, I know. All the steroid talks probably going to keep him out of the uh, Hall of Fame. But you have to be such a good baseball player to hit 762 home runs. Regardless of how how fake your arms are and how juiced you are, to be able to hit the ball that many times how is impressive enough. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Head size growing, three hat sizes. But regardless, I think Barry Bonds, he's a hitting coach for the Marlins now. Right? Still the Marlins, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Didn't help yeah, them. So I, no, but I would love to have Barry Bonds as my hitting coach because <clears throat> he did something right. I don't know, I don't know what he was doing, like with his eyes or what, but one of the best hitters of all time. So it's you again because I just said my number four is also Barry Bonds, my okay. cleanup hitter. <clears throat> yep. All right. So batting fifth, my first baseman, the big hurt, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Hell yeah, I love Frank Thomas. Yeah, and his uh, terrible, terrible commercials now. Oh, they're awful. But uh, I had another first baseman that I was probably going to put on there, and it was going to be uh, Albert Pujols. But I went with the big hurt, career average 301, 521 home runs, 1,704 RBIs, a career war of 73.8. 
So he also probably could have been my DH, but not with Barry Bonds playing. Yeah. Not happening. But uh, Frank Thomas, my first baseman. Defensively, not as good as probably a couple other first basemen that I could have picked. But um, regardless, the big hurt. Big hurt. <clears throat> Batting fifth for me. Uh, and DHing from the Boston Red Sox, number 34, David Ortiz. Saw that coming. The only... If you think about a DH, the first person that comes to your mind is is David Ortiz. Not me. Who? Edgar Martinez. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm younger than you are. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was also going to say, um, no, never mind. Never mind. Fred McGriff was not a DH. He was a first baseman. He was a first baseman. <laughs> um, and not that good. <laughs> no, I love Fred McGriff. Well, he, was, he was good, but not for an all-time team. Um, no, David Ortiz, I feel like, is, is the only logical answer. Um, hit bombs. It just, it was like, I, I didn't really pay attention to the American League because I'm a Mets fan, but whenever he came up and he was playing the Mets, like I went to a game and they were playing the, the Red Sox, and I was like, fuck, David Ortiz is going to hit a bomb here. And, and then the first thing he did was he hit a bomb. And I was like, oh shit, well, there it is. Like, I feel like he was just a presence. And also, shout out because I was at his last ever game, uh, game three of the ALDS in 2016. In Fenway, yeah, yeah. pretty cool. As a Yankee, as a Yankee fan, I I liked Big Poppy. I like him as a person. I think he's funny. Um, I hated it when he batted. Yeah, <laughs> I hated I hated him on the on deck stroke because I just knew like, well, regardless of who's on base, like something's gonna happen now. So he he's a good pick for an all time DH. Good job. Thanks. All right, batting sixth, my right fielder of New York Yankees fame should be a center fielder, but Ken Griffey I like more. Uh, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Yep. Told you we weren't going to have the same right fielder. Uh, uh, career average 298, 536 uh, home runs, 1,509 RBIs, and a career war of 110.2. So this is the only player that I never actually got to see play, but it is the one player that I wish I could have seen play. Out of mm-hmm. all the players um, that I never got to see play. Top of my list that I wish I could go back in time and watch is Mickey Mantle. His highlights are just so ridiculous just because he looks like he can't walk. He looks like he's in pain, which he was based on every story and movie I've ever seen about him. But he hobbles to the plate. He like like he looks like so like, like I don't know, not sluggish. drunk, but yeah, sluggish. Yeah, because he was an alcoholic, so I don't want to say he was drunk, but. Then he hits the ball and it goes 550 feet over Yankees out of Yankee Stadium, and then him running the bases looks like he's in pain every single steps. I don't understand how he's a Gold Glove winner. He 500 home runs. He he won the Triple Crown. It's just insane to me how how he could do that and still be in so much pain. If he hadn't been injured, who knows what what could have happened? His, his both his knees were like fake. Like yep. he blew out both his knees in center field. So it's just insane to me. So Mickey Mantle, my right fielder. Hell yeah. Matting sixth, playing right field from the Chicago White Sox, Ken Griffey Jr. Chicago White Sox? He played Griffey. for the White Sox for like half no. a year. No, I'm just I saying. Know, that's why <laughs> it's Ken Griffey. Um, I I had a second choice that if you wouldn't let me move my outfield around, uh, it was going to be Vladdy. But I went with, uh, with Griffey because how could you have an outfield without Ken Griffey Jr. in it if you're talking all-time teams, so... Again, nothing else to be said about him besides the fact that he's just one of the coolest dudes ever, and I want to be best friends with him. And he seems <laughs> yeah. like he's, he seems like he's a cool dude now too. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, real quick, did you think about lefty righty when you were making your lineup? No. 
Did you? Are you all, are you all righties? No, I'm not. I got Bonds, Ortiz, and Griffey batting uh, back, sorry. back to back. No, I, I did. I tried to switch it up a little bit. We'll talk about it at the end. But all right. So batting seventh, my third baseman, the only other current ba- uh, baseball player that I have, Nolan Arenado. I Hell think. Yeah. I think looking like same thing for Mike Trout. In ten years, looking back, Nolan Arenado will be one of the best third basemen of all time, both fielding and, and offense, both offense and defense. He's uh, won so, the platinum glove like four years out of like his eight-year career. Yep. So there's obviously defense right there, but uh, career average right now is 295, 227 home runs, which is pretty high for a third baseman, 734 RBIs, uh, and the lowest WAR on my team at 37.5. So Nolan Arenado is my third baseman. I'm just looking up my uh, my third baseman because my third baseman's also batting seventh. Um, his stats. Yeah, my third baseman uh, is a player. He's he's known for being very good. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame or not. Oh, he is in the Hall of Fame. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of people overlook this guy when they're talking about third baseman. Can I guess? Yep. It's uh, either Brooks Robinson. Or Mike Schmidt, no. Oh. Uh, it yeah, is one not that, really overlooked. So one is one of I grew up with, and every time I saw this man come to the bat, come to bat against the Mets, I was like, "Fuck, I hate this guy." Uh, he named his son after Shea Stadium. Uh, it is third baseman number ten, Chipper Jones. Mm. Dude, Chipper Jones career eighty five point three WAR, two thousand seven hundred twenty six hits, four hundred sixty eight home runs, and a career batting average of three hundred three. Like that dude. And he's a switch hitter. Like switch hitter. That dude is he was so good. He was so exactly. scary. Yep. And you didn't want to see like as a Met fan, he was the last person you he wanted was on to see. Some up. of the most dangerous Braves teams of all time. Yeah, dude. Mid nineties, early two thousands Braves teams. Yep. 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 He, uh, he won the MVP. He's in the Hall of Fame. Um he's just awesome. He's 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 I hated him, but he's awesome. The Mets fans chanting Larry at him is always one of my favorite favorite stories. Again, played 112 games while he was 40 years old, which you don't really see anymore. And in that 40, in his 40th year, he had 14, 14 bombs. So. Yeah, not not a bad choice. He was an all-star five times. Chipper Jones, man, holding down the hot corner. Not really known for his defense, more known for his offense, but I feel like he was pretty good on pretty solid defense. Did he switch too. over to first base towards the end of his career? I feel like he did. I think he did. Him and Freddie uh, Freeman going back and forth this uh, in spring training this year was awesome. I don't know if you saw that. Freddie sorry, he was, a, he was an eight-time All-Star, not a five-time All-Star. Uh, Freddie Freeman was miked during a uh, spring training game, and Chipper Jones was in the booth, and they were going at it. They were going back and forth. It was really funny. Um, all right, batting eighth for me, my catcher, Mike Piazza. Hey, oh, Mikey P. Mikey Good P. old Mikey P. Mikey Pizza. <laughs> uh, career average of 308, 427 home runs, which I believe is the most for a catcher all time. Uh, 1,335 RBIs, a career war of 59.6. Hell yeah, so, dude. Mike Piazza was. Probably my favorite catcher to watch growing up, uh, him and Ore Posada, just because Yankees and Mets like yeah. just going at it. Uh, Mike Piazza, we got to see him hit bombs in person. I remember yeah. seeing a couple Mike Piazza home runs, and that was a uh, his his swing was just so much fun. Yeah, dude. Um, did not like it towards the end of his career when he went to Oakland, and then when he went to where did he go after Oakland? San Diego. 
San Diego because he started in L.A. Yeah, he played yeah. played first base in Oakland and San Diego. Didn't really play that much. He was kind of done after yeah, he by, left New York. By, but... by then, it was almost over. But but yeah, I think defensively, also a good catcher. Probably not known for his arm as mm. much He's as not, other catchers. He wasn't but... great defensively. He was good, but he wasn't great. Right. Like, um, Definitely didn't throw a lot of people out, but... I mean, I mean, when you're hitting when you're hitting 35 home runs a year, like, yeah. it's not not that big of a deal. So. so yeah, that's my catcher. Oh yeah, batting eighth for me, my first baseman. I'm gonna say younger Albert Pujols. Okay, so uh, Cardinals was, Albert Pujols. It was a toss up to me for me between two players, Albert Pujols and Miggy Miguel Cabrera, because Miguel Cabrera, the, like I forgot how good he was the past like five years when he yeah. when he first went to the Tigers and he won the Triple Crown and almost won it again. And he he also started back. out as a third baseman. That's true. He also he went, but he went back to back MVPs in 2011 and 2012. That's crazy. Like mm-hmm. Miguel Cabrera is very good. But I went with Albert Pool. I went with the machine, Albert Pool. So he started out as a left fielder. Um, but uh, definitely Cardinals Albert Pools over Angels Albert Pools. But Angels Albert Pools. Not that he's like disappointing or anything like that. But I think. Once he signed that giant contract, his stats progressively got worse. Yeah, uh, but also he got older. Is that how that works? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Batting ninth, my second leadoff hitter, practically, basically. Uh, batting ninth, my second baseman, Roberto Alomar. Robbie. Yep. So, like I said in the beginning, it was a toss-up between him and Craig Biggio. Uh, career average, 300. 210 home runs, which is the least out of my team. 1,134 RBIs and a career war of 67. So Roberto Alomar, it was, I think second base was actually the toughest one for me just because I am in love with Robinson Cano. I love him so much, but I don't think I could justify putting him on an all-time team. No, yeah. So Roberto Alomar, he's in the Hall of Fame, 12-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, 10-time Gold Glove. Four-time Silver Slugger. He won the uh, All-Star Game MVP. Um, bunch of different teams. Mostly, personally, I know him more as an Oriole than anything. But he wasn't he a Met too for a hot second. Yeah, he was. Um, I thought he was, he was pod- known. For, I thought he was Padre, known. Blue Jay, Oriole, Indian. Mets. I know him as an Indian. Well, I also as the Mets, but he kind of sucked on the Mets. But... And then he went to the White Sox. Arizona and then White Sox again. I didn't know that. But yeah, 17 year career, pretty solid second baseman. The 10 time Gold Glove thing really had me, so that's why I have him batting ninth. Oh, he's yeah. there for he's there for defensive reasons. Batting ninth, playing catcher, number 31, Mike Piazza. <laughs> there you go. Um, I was I was gonna say I was surprised you didn't have me Piazza yet. Uh, I didn't like when I was making this lineup, dude. Like, I just have power hitters and like. So, the only so the only speedy guys are are Biggio Jeter and Trout and Jeter's not even that speedy. Griffey's kind of fast. Yeah, but and Bonds was too when he played for Pittsburgh, but not for San Francisco. He was not fast. When he played for San Francisco. Um, but Piazza is my favorite player of all time. I love Mike Piazza. I uh, when I was in T-ball, I imitated him at the plate. I would do his little like um, practice swing thing that he did. I would. Stand like him, even though his stance was so basic, it was just like standing there. Really like basic stance, yeah. And then, but that, but his swing again, like his swing when he got like a low pitch, 
boom, that thing was gone. If it was a hanging curveball that was a little bit low, like right at the knee level. See you later, dude. Um, known for one of the most important home runs in Mets history and in, in New York baseball history. Uh, after 9-11 yep the first oh, in the first game back after 9-11 so awesome um was that the year that he had the bleached hair <laughs> i was gonna say also known for his frosted tips yeah. uh we saw him yeah we saw him play a bunch it was it was, it was awesome uh mm. i love mike piazza i'm so glad that he went to the hall of fame so glad that he went in as a met not a dodger yeah which, i mean was pretty much it was it was pretty much known that he was going to go in as a Met because he he loves the Mets and he still like hangs out at yep. like the Mets spring training and helps them and goes in the booth every now and then with Gary Keith and Ron. Um, but I would like to meet Mike Piazza one day and I wish he was going to be the manager of the Mets, but he's not. But the only Met I've ever met was John Franco. John Franco's cool, all-time yeah. save leader for the Mets. Mm-hmm. All right, speaking of pitchers, my starting pitcher. This one was also tough for me, so I think my two toughest were pitchers and second base so obviously ended up with roberto alomar for second base for pitcher my starting pitcher the big unit randy randy johnson, johnson dude yep hell six, yeah six ten standing on the mound a lefty that throws 101 miles an hour i mean name name a pitcher that's easier or uh, harder to hit right away off the top of your head i don't think you can off the top of your head i don't think you can so <laughs> Career wins, 303 wins in ERA of 3.29, uh, a war of 101.1. Obviously, he has uh, the World Series championship against the Yankees when he was at the Diamondbacks. I'm pretty sure he won the uh, World Series MVP did he? that year. I thought Luis Gonzalez did. No, Luis Gonzalez just got the walk-off. Are you sure? No. I think we went over this. I'm looking it up. Didn't he have – I thought he had, like, co – maybe it was the NLCS MVP. He won co-NLCS. Um, Five-time Cy Young, ten-time All-Star, World Series MVP, World Series MVP, co-MVP with Randy Johnson and Kurt, Kurt Schilling. Schilling. Yeah, fuck that guy. So five-time <laughs> Cy Young, he won the pitcher triple crown and 2001 World Series champion. So four-time ERA title too. So the big unit is my starting pitcher. Hell yeah. Let me look up my starting pitcher real quick so I can tell you about. About tell you about what he does for a living. Pitchers are so tough though, because like I can't just say, okay, I'm gonna pick Cy Young just because he's he has all the stats and he has all those complete games and shit. It's just so different. If I brought Cy Young out to face your lineup, your lineup would destroy Cy Young. So it's all about like the time and stuff. So that's why I went with Johnson. Who who'd you go with? I went with Mr. Nolan Ryan. Okay. Uh, started off his career as a Met, and then they traded him away. <laughs> Classic. Classic, Classic Mets. Mets. Yep. Um, but has thrown the most no hitters slash perfect games out of any one pitcher. Uh, career Second. ERA of three point oh oh six, uh, three point one nine, uh, three hundred twenty four wins. First, he's a Hall of Famer. Pretty much, pretty sure he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, eight time All Star. Um, when you picture Nolan Ryan, who do you picture him pitching for? I picture him in the Rangers. I think I do too, but I think that's only because like that's one like the the Robin Ventura fight. He only played five seasons as, as a Ranger, and that was forty age forty two, forty three, forty four, forty five, and forty six. Jesus, how long did he pitch for the Astros? Uh, he pitched for the Astros from nineteen eighty 1980 to nineteen eighty eight, and yep. he pitched from the uh, for the 
Angels from 1972 to 1979. So he played more seasons as, as an Angel and, and an Astro as a Ranger. But I definitely picture him as a Ranger. Yeah. All right. Then um, that's a, that's a good choice. And 27 year career. It's pretty pretty impressive. Very impressive. 14 years in the National League, 13 years in the American League. So Obviously, just... and yeah, and he's looked on as one of the probably the best pitcher of all time. I would say. Yeah, yeah he, absolutely. He's, one of he's them. what like people measure their like other pitchers at. Like, yeah, yeah. So good he is the uh, he is the all time leader in strikeouts for MLB at five thousand seven hundred fourteen, and the all time uh, leader in walks too. But that's just gonna happen when you pitch for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Twenty seven years, Johnson. almost thirty years. Randy Johnson has four thousand eight hundred seventy five strikeouts. Nice. He, pitched, oh, yeah. he pitched. He pitched for twenty two years. What's with all these pitchers pitching forever? They don't do that anymore, man. Matt Harvey's done after four. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, relief pitcher. There's, there's really only there's, there's one, one answer for this, and if it's not Marion Rivera, you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I too went with Francisco Rodriguez. <laughs> I too went with Aroldis Chapman. No, um, Mariano yeah. Rivera. Career record eighty two and sixty, which doesn't really do him justice because he has six hundred and fifty two regular season saves. Not including the postseason, where On... where he was unbeatable in the postseason. He threw one Minus, pitch. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Oh, he yeah. Threw one pitch. He's still blamed for uh, teaching Roy Halladay his cutter, which made Roy Halladay that much better. Yep. Um, career war of 56.3, which, again, doesn't do it justice just because the value that he had coming in from the bullpen during during the postseason, you you just never wanted to hear Enter Sandman as an opposing Never wanted to hear it. So he is, without a doubt, the best relief pitcher. Granted, he was just a closer, but you don't look at relief pitchers and say, wow, that guy was really good at pitching the seventh inning. Yeah, you don't look at middle <laughs> relief pitchers and be like, wow, I want that guy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's Momo. It's, it'll always be Momo. I, I don't see another relief pitcher coming in and sealing that thunder because Mariano Rivera was just so unbelievable. No, I don't know if we'll... As of right now, like I can't even think of like a relief pitcher who plays right now that could eventually get to Mariano uh, levels. Like Josh Hader throws a hundred miles an hour, but he's not, I mean, he's beatable. Chapman's already on the down track. Yeah. Chapman's not as good as he was when he first showed up. Kenley, uh, Kenley Jansen's good, but he's not that good. I remember Eric Gagne was going to be the next, the next big thing. Yeah. What happened to him? The stupid goggles. Yeah. He lasted what? Two years. He, he has a single season record for saves, right? I think like six, 65 or something. I like thought that. he had the most consecutive saves at like 80 something. Maybe that, maybe that's what it was. Or Whatever. most consecutive without blowing a save. Yeah. Some, most something like that. Obviously. Yeah. But yeah. So that's my lineup. We got Derek Jeter, Mike Trout, Ken Griffey, Barry Bonds, Frank Thomas, Mickey Mantle, Nolan Arenado, Mike Piazza, Roberto Alomar, Randy Johnson on the bump and Mariano Rivera ready to come in. Yeah, Craig Biggio, Derek Jeter, Mike Trout, Barry Bonds, David Ortiz, Ken Griffey Jr., Chipper Jones, Albert Pujols, Mike Piazza, Nolan Ryan on the hill. Look at that battery, man. Nolan Ryan and Mike Piazza. And a little bit of Mariano Rivera coming in to close out the ninth. Unless Nolan Ryan's pushing a perfect game, which Mariano can take the night off. But <laughs> All right, so out of 11 players, we had one, two, three, four, five six of the same players so i was gonna say before this started if we had enough uh different players we would play this in mlb the show we would play our teams against each other but we yeah. can't do that anymore. nope nope that would, no that would have been one of our uh our premier youtube videos or, or, or we could have our base where we um where we have the players that i'll 
only I have and only you have, and then we do a draft of the other six. Interesting. And then we'll have to go with our second choice if that gets uh, mm. it's like for instance if if I draft Griffey, you have to find a new uh, what do you have him right fielder? Yep. Yeah. You would I, got my, I got I got Vladdy. Yeah, you got Vladdy. So for instance, if you get Mike Trout in left field, I'm going with Roberto Clemente and switching uh switching uh Mickey Mantle over to left field and putting Clemente you, in right. If you took Barry Bonds, I would get Benny Agbayani. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. There you go. And if you took Mike Piazza, I'm gonna go Jorge Posada. Yeah. No. Johnny I'd, ben. Probably, I'd probably go Johnny Bench. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I miss baseball so much. I can't. So much. I, just after talking about this and just saying the word RBI so many yeah. times, I'm like, God damn it, I want to see some real RBIs here. This was the Yankees' year, man. The Red Sox were down and hurt after uh, after that scandal where they fired what's nuts. Cora. Mm-hmm. I got a slap on the wrist. I don't know if it was the Yankees' year. Might have been the it Blue was. Jays' year. No, the Blue Jays' years in like three years. Less than that, I think two years. Give them, give them two years, and the Blue Jays are going to be phenomenal. They just need more pitching. Yep, that's true. Well, they got Ryu. They did get Ryu. I forgot about that. They're going to be good. They'll, they'll, they'll win the wild card. Well, they'll be in contention for it, at least, if there's a baseball season this year. <sighs> I fucking hope there's a baseball season, man. I think it's going to be played without fans. Which, that sucks, but at the same time, it's still baseball. Yeah, but I think it would be cool. So I think what would be sick is if they do the whole whole season, like they start in June or July without fans, and then hopefully by like October. Uh, they can get fans in for the playoffs. Yeah, dude, and imagine that energy. The first yeah. time fans are allowed in is the playoffs. That'd be sick, dude, and I would go. Because, <laughs> I, don't, because I don't have to work. Yep, I uh... Yeah, I don't know what if I would go just because knowing my job, it'll be like, actually, we're going to open up just in time for baseball playoffs. So you yep. can't go. I don't know, man. Do you, do you think anything is going to change by by the end of summer? Like, what do you mean? Like sports? Like, sports come back? I think sports will come back by. Yeah, I think by August, I, at least I'm, I'm hopeful that the NFL starts on time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there will be a baseball season. I don't know if the. Hockey is just kind of up in the air because apparently nobody's communicating with hockey, like, or like the general, they're the commissioner of hockey, is just like, oh, well, we're playing it by ear. Yeah. They're like, we'll start heard, this week and then we'll stop if we have to and then we'll start again and then we'll play, we'll do a whole season. And then, so, yeah, I've heard a couple things from hockey. I heard that they want to play the rest of the season and then go into the playoffs, but in like neutral territories far away from like major metropolis. One so, of like, the contenders is Manchester, New Hampshire. Is it? I also saw yeah. like Lake Placid and a mm. couple places. So they're trying, and I know baseball keeps saying, "Yeah, we have a plan in place," but so far yeah. the plan hasn't happened. We'll see. Um, yet, but I'm hopeful I'm, for football because if there's no football this year, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do for the next like six months. Dude. And like, did you watch the draft? Yeah, I watched the first 15 picks, and I got bored. I was so hyped for the draft just because I'm like, finally, some sports that like is yeah. new and yeah. like got highlights and stuff. And throughout, I'm just like, this is cool, but it just makes me more sad that sports is not here. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me sad I that I can't turn, play football. turn this off and watch baseball. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. Now I'm sad, but I have my lineup to look at and just imagine what it we would got. Be like. We got the show to play too. So yeah, well, well, we we might have to do that. Can you do that in the show? Just create a lineup. I'd, and I'd have to look probably. Maybe, 
maybe I'll just like take control of the Mets and, and put players on the Mets and I'll give the Yankees to you and you can put players on the Yankees. We'll figure it out. But Oh yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was fun. That was fun. I think that uh probably wraps up this little this little episode, right? Yeah. yeah Alright. I have to go nurse my wounds. Yeah, I gotta go eat dinner. So uh, it's not dinner time for me. It's about an hour and a half too early. Jesus. <laughs> Six thirty. <laughs> yeah. I just had lunch like an hour ago. Wow. Uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. If you guys got topics to talk about, hit us up on Twitter at bros underscore talking. Shoot us an email at bros talking pod at gmail dot com. Uh, Nick, if people want to talk to you about your lineup, where they go? They go to Twitter and Instagram, which I think we should post these lineups so people have a visual representation of what it is. Um, Twitter and Instagram, N I C K A zero two three. Yeah, that's my that's my social medias. Yep, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Amazing Asthmatic. I'll list those in the show description as always. Uh, you can catch new episodes every single Thursday. Also, streaming on Twitch. I tried to make a schedule for it, so I would think in Wednesday, which is today, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays at 10 p.m. on Twitch.tv. Twitch, yeah, dude. And uh, hopefully, maybe Monday, if I if I can do it, uh, do like a, a Star Wars stream where we mm-hmm. just play Star Wars games and maybe even talk Star Wars the entire time. But uh, yeah, uh, twitch.tv slash amazingasthmatic if you want to hang out there. Uh, I'll post that schedule maybe on Twitter. And then we'll see where it goes. And people want to come hang out, they come hang out. If they don't, then fuck you. Oh. All right, bye. <laughs> Here's some advice for everybody. Don't go skateboarding through work zones. And with that, we leave you. See ya.